Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you got a friend or family member who might be, might be interested in this podcast, please shoot them a link so they can hear it and hear the good word of health and fitness. Now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here in the Flowwood Studios with my two main men, Caleb and Tyler. And we are back to have a fun discussion today. We're going to talk about um, the four traits of a Coyote member. Okay, so this is uh, something that we were uh, tossing around off mic and we thought would be a really good uh, opportunity to talk about. These are just four traits, four characteristics that we see um, in a lot of coyote members and uh, we want to highlight them and shout them out and and talk about why we think they're important and also why um, we think they uh, they help people make progress inside the gym also outside the gym and kind of how uh, this tri- type of training helps develop those uh, kinds of things so I think it's gonna be a good good discussion today it's a cool discussion because I you know we talk about things like this a lot but um, you know within our within our leadership team and our coaches but I think that we find that there's a lot of our members that we really look up to and we admire a lot of, not only things they're doing inside the gym, that's the before and afters and the uh, celebrations and consistency through benchmarks, but also just their success outside of the gym and some of the traits, uh, you know, a lot of our coaches are younger than the average member. And so because of that, the average member has gone through a lot of things in life, whether it be through family or in business. And it's really fun, I think, to just sit back and think about some of the people that come into the doors every day and we just kind of try to think about what are some of the things that we are trying to do and also that we recognize in our members and so I think this is going to be an easy thing to think through because we're surrounded by these uh the traits that we've chosen uh because this is these all seem to be a theme of the people who uh who we get to spend time with every day yeah I know I speak for myself when I say like in in the class whenever i'm coaching a lot of times like i try to base our conversations around how people are practicing some of these things and so um it's it's really cool to see how some of these things that i think we're going to talk about and dig into stack on each other a lot and a lot of it's contagious and so whenever we have the opportunity as coaches to build our relationships with members and we have the opportunity to hopefully influence them in some way what I found is that a lot of the members have influenced me and have helped me continue to grow as a coach. And so um, that's something that I think we can dig into for sure that I kind of want to look at it through that angle. I think it's contagious. And I also think that it's something that um, is developed when you're working and trying to achieve a goal. And it's also something that we look for in all our coaches as well. So I think, you know, at Cody, we really try to lead from the top down and, and set the example and set the character character traits that we want uh, to embody as coaches and uh, I think members pick up on that and also it can help them develop and also this type of training um, attracts people with uh, these type of characteristics because um, it is hard to show up day in and out and uh, set a goal and try to work for it so um, yeah I think I think we got four really good uh, good traits here that that we can kind of dig in depth so uh, where should we start why don't you start with number one who wants to go well what is number one number one Tyler, is- tell us what number one is Number one is consistency, and I think number and consistency is number one and the first thing to talk about because 
it's really measurable. You can put numbers to your habits and you can measure the things that you're doing, like how many times a week you're coming to class. We can measure that through Zen Planner or how many calories and grams of protein you're eating a day. That's measurable. But the habits themselves all tend to stack on each other. Um, and so from a consistency standpoint, something that uh, I'm reading Discipline is Destiny right now um, by Ryan Holiday, and something that I've learned from myself from a consistency standpoint is that I like to use the terms consistency and discipline somewhat interchangeably, but consistency allows for uh, the measurable, repeatable way to make sure that you're completing or doing the things to complete your goal. And so I think consistency is key when it comes to a lot of things in and out of the gym. I think for, for me, when I think about consistency, I think about not only the attendance, you know, we've talked about some of the benchmarks that we do, but also consistency of, well, this is kind of, it's kind of consistency of all these traits that we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. but consistency in their, I don't want to say personality, but you know, I think that what we try, what we tend to see is that we have a lot of members who, whether things are going great in business, things are challenging, things are great in the economy, things are challenging, things are great at home, things are challenging with kids. It seems to be that what we try to do is we try to be as level as level as we can. And we as coaches, I get to train coaches on how important it is to be the same person every single day because people rely on consistency for them to develop their own consistency. And so as coaches, we try to do this, but then I recognize that I have a lot of our members who come in and I can't tell if the day was great or if the day was not so great because they do come in with kind of that same, that more level-headed, even keel mentality that says the highs are not as high as I think. I need to be brought down. And then the lows are not as low as I think. I'm always, you know, right on the edge of turning it around. So I think consistency can be physical. It also can be a personality mindset. I think consistency is the um, most important thing to make progress in any area. Um, if you If you have a goal and you want to achieve it, the first step is to show up and do it consistently. And um, it sounds so easy on paper, but we've seen so many times that, you know, a lot of people struggle with consistency in the gym. And so they're not able to make the progress that they want because they're kind of letting, you know, their day to day define them, you know, determine what, when they're going to go to the gym and that type of stuff, as opposed to determining that that's what they're going to build the rest of their day around. And I think that goes in every area of life as well. And so what you see uh, with the people who are, you know, have been members for a really long time and have made lots of progress, they're consistent in their day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week attendance. They typically come to the same class just about every single day. So you know if it's 12 o'clock class at a certain location that these certain people are going to be there every single day or whatever day that they consistently come to the gym. And then also that you're going to get the same, like you said, Caleb, the same type of um, – greeting from them the same mood the same um feel from them it's not hot hot one day cold the other day in a terrible mood one day in a in a awful uh, in a great mood the next day up and down it's just level like you said you couldn't tell if they had the best day of work or their worst day of work um because they're the same person every single day and then it's the consistency of effort you know no matter what the workout is they come in they give their best every day day in and day out and um they they leave with a smile on their face and it's not some days they're coming in and and going you know killing themselves and and putting out a great effort and some days like quitting halfway through the workout you know you don't really see that you see people coming in and giving their best effort and 
and and moving on so uh consistency also outside the gym as well with their you know their diet and they're tracking their food and if they're doing nutrition coaching they're uh, you know tracking their food every single day checking in with their coach when there's you know when, when they're scheduled to and all that type of stuff and you just see it over and over and over again that um, the people that stick with Coyote for a long period of time are the ones that are doing all that, you know, checking all the boxes on a day to day and a week to week. And then it turns out to be a year to year basis. And this is really cool because Coyote has been open 10 years now. And I've been looking back on, there's still a lot of members that have been members since the 2013, 10 years later, they're still members and they're still coming to, to class and they're still making progress and they're still talking about what their goal is for the year and what they want to achieve in their fitness this year and all that type of stuff. And, um, it's really, um, rare to find a training program where people are going to stick with it for 10 years and still talk about, um, what their goals are for that year. So, um, consistency to me is the basis, the paramount, uh, for, you know, the cornerstone for, for, for any type of progress in any endeavor and especially in, in health and fitness. I think as we talk about the rest of these, uh, just keeping in mind too, that consistency, like you said, it's the cornerstone because you can have any of these other traits that we're about to talk about, but if you don't have them consistently, then you don't really have them. And so you can even look at consistency as a theme for the other positive traits that we see in, uh, in the people that are attracted to, to us and that we hope to try to um, help lead. So Tyler, what do you think for number two? Man, what you, gonna you pick know, out? Is consistency is the theme, and I think growth mindset or having a growth mindset is a great place to start with those themes and so um i think of the growth mindset it, behind the scenes a little bit um i like to take notes on whiteboard as we're kind of talking through these conversations and a uh, little picture i have is a little graph that's going up and to the right and so to me the growth mindset is the up and to the right mentality if you're looking at an x and a y axis okay you're not gonna just always be going up and to the right but as long as over time you're trending in that direction and what that means is you know you're gaining a little bit here a little bit there not every day is going to be a pr not every day is going to be your best day not every day is going to be you know you're just absolutely crushing it but on the other hand if you're able to learn something from every single setback that you have that's considered having a growth mindset and so uh something i heard a long time ago that stuck with me that i try to think about whenever i'm feeling maybe like something's a little more challenging or something i guess you could say tough happens is things happen for you and not to you. And if you kind of sit there and, and think on that a little bit, it's like life presents us with challenges. You should expect that. And if you expect the challenges to come, then you're already hoping to learn something from whatever it is in front of you. And so that's that up and to the right, that growth mindset that I think is important to develop. I think what's important when I think about that, that picture is to also remember how we, what we're actually measuring because um, you know, this has been a topic of discussion, especially with the, with the CrossFit Open and some of the life stages that people are going through and looking back at their Opens from seven, eight, ten years ago, um, 12. 12 years ago, you know, it it's doesn't mean that up and to the right means your placement on the leaderboard is up and to the right. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, like what you said, developing more consistency. That's a way that you can go up and to the right in your, in your personality, being more even keel, um, being able to expect things that are um, trouble or expect things that are hard. Um, I think about 
learning as a way that you can go up and to the right all the time. It doesn't mean you're performing at that level, but if you're learning as you go, then I think that would be a great way to measure true success as far as your growth mindset and growth is understanding and being able to differentiate the difference between what is successful because successful cannot possibly be your back squat going up and to the right forever. It's just not going to happen for, for no one on earth is that going to happen. And so I think a way that I like to think about the growth mindset is thinking about, am I developing in my knowledge of lots of different areas and is, am I becoming more mature in my thought processes? Um, because we all know our physical body is deteriorating. We're trying to limit that. We're trying to minimize it. But, um, you know, that's a, an important thing to differentiate because I see and engage people in conversation. And I think there's a lot of people who are struggling with that. Uh, it, it can be a challenge to watch certain things that you've used to measure your whole life go down and to feel like, oh, that means I'm as a person going down. And it's just not the case. So the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, is honestly probably the one of the top three most influential books that I've ever read in my life. And I read it at a, at a very, you know, crucial uh, point in my life where I was at the end of my competition career, which had started right after my baseball career. And I was, I needed to read that book at that moment. And it really kind of changed my outlook on, on my life. And I've read it multiple times and we've read it as a team. And when I was able to really start kind of taking to heart the concepts from that book, I can honestly say it literally changed the direction of my life and, and the business and all that type of stuff. But just learning about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, realized like I had a fixed mindset in so many areas. And to me, a growth mindset is um, not being defined by the results, but um, seeking out failure as a, as a way to learn and also realizing that failure uh, does not define you as a person. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that you didn't achieve what you were setting out to achieve. And when I was able to really start doing that, it, I realized that there were so many areas in my life that I was not fully engaging in because I was scared to fail because I was scared what other people would think about me for failing in that area, as opposed to seeking out the failure and realizing that I'm never going to achieve anything without failing and, and failing is a good thing because it's, I know it's going to, you know, be one step closer to ultimately achieving. Um, and so, um, learning that, um, having a fixed mindset in certain areas can hold you back so much. And I also learned that you can have a growth mindset in some areas of life and you can have a fixed mindset in others. Like, uh, I have a, fi I had a fixed mindset in in like certain things where I'm just not good at that. You know, I'm not, I'm not good at this, this area of life. And so um, that's just who I am. That's how my life's going to be. I'm never going to be good at this as opposed to realizing like I'm not good at it because I've never spent the time to develop, um, any skills or, um, confidence in that area. And, and I can, if I do it. So how that manifests itself inside the gym is people, um, who have a fixed mindset will only show up on the days that they feel like they can put up a good score or they'll only post their score on sugar wad on days that um, they're happy, they feel like they did they did good on that day, and then if if they don't feel like they're gonna get a good score, they don't show up on those days, or they you know they won't post their thing, or they'll say, oh, I'm gonna take it easy today, or I got this elbow pain going on, so I'm gonna sub or modify the workout or whatever, and they're always defined by the results as opposed to being defined by the process and the effort. And so, in with Coyote members, that's what you see so many times is people, you know, nobody is ever going to be 100% happy with their 
result in a workout day in and day out. But what, what they start to learn and realize is that I'm going to focus on the effort that I gave and con controlling what I can control. And the more times I do that, ultimately it's going to lead me um, to make, to, to make the progress that I want. And like you said, Caleb, nobody's ever going to set a PR every year for the rest of eternity. That's impossible. You cannot possibly continue to set PRs and everything all the time. So you have to change what the definition of success looks like. And to me, that is the epitome of what a growth mindset is, is as I get older, um, as my life gets busier, I have so many other things on my plate. Uh, to me, uh, success is still showing up and giving my best effort because I know it's going to set me up and help me in other areas of my life as well. Everyone's life is going to change through the years and everybody, um, you know, as you advance through different stages of life, you can't be defined by the way that you define success in the previous stage. And so learning that it's okay and a growth mindset is the ability in real time to reevaluate your measurements based on what is appropriate for now and what is, you know, what is success look like um, with given all the um, all the things that are going on and all the places that maybe now you have or the responsibilities and the places that you're at that you didn't have before. And so I think that's something that leads to happiness for people. And it really is a, a missing link to people's just enjoyment of life and their enjoyment of exercise and their body and all these different aspects of health that we get to interact with is I think there's people that are just missing happiness because they haven't quite developed the ability to grow. And on the flip side, we get to see people all the time who come in who have developed that, who we look up to. And I know they used to be a killer in the gym. Like I know they used to be able to throw down and they're just as happy as when they were at a measurement that they used to have. And now they don't, they measure their success in a completely different way, but they're still giving it their best effort. So that's something that's inspirational to me. And I aspire to have having uh, a as we get older, having a fixed mindset is can lead to lots of frustration because ultimately you feel that it's outside of your control. Um, you feel like whether you succeed or fail is based on what other people do or how other people perceive you. But having a growth mindset is taking control and realizing that this is in my control. I can, I can determine my own effort and I can determine if it was a win. And there's so much freedom in that and realizing that ultimately you are control, in control and you can control only what you can control and stop worrying about what everything else is. And that's the epitome of it. And that's why people with a growth mindset are just seem so much more pleasant and happy because they realize ultimately, you know, this, my success and my progress is within my control. And that's all I am in charge of. And I can't control what you do, Caleb, in the gym. I can't control what you do, Tyler, in the gym. And you're... PR does not diminish my own PR or my lift. You being able to squat more than me does not take away the light shining on me. It brought Brian's light for everybody. And so then you can generally be happy for everybody else as opposed to secretly cheering that other people do poorly so that they don't beat you. Yeah. And so we started off with, you know, consistency and how some of the, you know, consistency is a main theme in a lot of these things. And one of the first things to work on is, is trying to develop that, that growth mindset. And I think to break it down and take this journey even further is how you can begin to develop that growth mindset. I think what it comes down to is, is practicing humility. And so that's, that's number three on the list is number being, three, number three, being humble, try to um, sneak it in there, yeah. <laughs> Transition. Try to just slide it in. Um, 
And so number three, being humble and talk about contagious, man. Like a like humility is so contagious. And a lot of times we talk about interchangeable words. I, I interchange ownership with humility and it's owning the wins, owning the losses, owning the tie. And if you're someone who, uh, you know, identifies as the type of person who is going to aim to have that growth mindset, it starts with knowing, hey, I need to be humble and no matter what my score for the day is or no matter how much money I made this year or how many, you know, PRs I set in test week, right? There's always, number one, there's always going to be a little bit better. You can always get a little bit better. Number two, um, whenever you practice humility yourself, a lot of people recognize that and they're like, wow, this guy or this girl it really just enjoys being here. And so it removes kind of like you said, Kevin, like it removes that expectation that sometimes we put on ourselves of, man, I've got to show up and I've got to be the top person on the, on this workout today. When really it's like, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to go into the gym today and I'm going to have a really, really good workout. And I'm going to learn something from that no matter how it goes. I think that we collectively, I know I do this. I forget just how much I love like a humble person. Like when, when someone does something that displays humility across the world, people are attracted to that person. And yet we end up finding ourselves, I think often being afraid to show humility, being afraid to, to be humble enough to recognize that someone else maybe beat me, or that's almost like a shot on us personally, instead of just having that uh, even keel ability to engage, give our best effort, and then to be humble about whatever the result is. Um, I think that you, just as much as you can recognize if you watch a TV show and there's someone that has a lot of pride and you just want them to fail. And yet all the time in life, we're trying to almost like be the prideful person and only show our best face and only show our best times and only because we we're afraid that people are going to judge us. But the reality is people are going to be so attracted to your humility so much more so than any kind of performance or outcome that you could bring, whether it be money and how much money you've made or how successful you are, how your body looks, what your scores are. People love a humble person. At the end of the day, they're going to remember your humility more than the result. People are going to forget the result. There's always a richer person. There's always a more fit person. There's always a better looking person. It just, it never ends. And so at the end of the day, we just remember that. And it's like, man, what if we just tried to out humble each other? And I've seen examples of that in the gym with people who show that. And it's so inspiring. And I watch, it just makes everyone around them happier. What's, what sticks out to me most, uh, as a definition of humility um, that always sticks with me is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And um, so many of us, and I've done this so many times, just walk around life with our own, just completely wrapped up in our own plight, everything that we have going on in our life. And all we think about is we are so self-absorbed that all we think about is what we have going on, um, this, that, and the other. And um, as opposed to thinking about, the people around you and how can I help you? How can I serve you? How are you doing today? What's going on in your life? Trying to connect with people in that way. And it's such a more um, fun and freeing way to live to spend more time focusing on others and trying to um, serve and help others. And 
trying to better yourself so that you can learn more and uh, be in a better position to help more people. And so when when I really started to grasp that and start trying to apply that to my life, it just made my job so much more enjoyable because now now my purpose is I want to help all of our coaches and give them all the tools that I've spent so many years trying to learn over the years so that they can pass that on to help all of their their other coaches and also all of our members and we want to just help as many people as we can and so not thinking of only gosh I didn't I didn't set that PR today gosh I'm such a failure me 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 as opposed to okay I didn't set that PR today but you know what Tyler did and he look how excited he was that was awesome he's been coming in and he's been working really hard and he deserved that and I'm so proud of him I'm going to celebrate with him um, as opposed to sulking in the corner because you didn't hit the number and you know we've all been on that journey of being so self-absorbed in our everything we got going on in our life we can't we don't even notice what everybody else is going on but um, when you're around a group of people who are constantly trying to build each other up and genuinely care about what is going on in other people's lives and asking them about their kids asking them about their, what they're doing this weekend and generally being curious and wanting to learn and wanting to know and um, wanting to wanting to share life with them it's just such an attractive environment to be a part of and that's one of my favorite things about coyote is it's just full of people um, that are like that that are you know just not walking around um, with all their own cares in the world on their shoulders and not worry about what everybody else is going on it's actually genuinely curious in what other people are doing and celebrating other people's success and the coolest thing is when like we're doing test week this week and somebody hits a PR and then all of a sudden you hear six or seven people erupt in a cheer around them. Man, that is the coolest thing in the world because that person is excited because they hit a PR, but they're even more excited because other people are watching and cheering for them. So that's, that's so cool. It's a, it's a cheat code in life. If you can, and it takes time to be, it takes time to develop it. Uh, but if you can begin to work to develop the ability to be happy for other people, you're going to be so much happier and to be interested, like you said, in other people, but I just, and I, I hate to view it negatively, but I love to look at two sides to see, because one, one of them may hit you a little bit differently, even though it's the same thing. But like, I think the people I see who, who are the most unhappy and when they're the most unhappy, it's when they are self-absorbed, not self-absorbed as yeah. a person, when they're self-absorbed on a result or they're self-absorbed on, when they see the leaderboard on Sugarwad, they think everyone is staring at their time. But when we can get out of that and you can truly start to see the leaderboard and look at other people's score. When you scroll through the leaderboard, do you just gravitate toward, oh, what do people think about me? Because people aren't thinking about us. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a way to be happier, again, is to really start to analyze. When I look at when I look at uh, a group of people or when I look at a room or when I look at myself on a list, do I just gravitate towards that or do I actually first or initially see other people and when you can do that, I'm not saying we have or we've got it done, but I see that there are really happy people, the people that spread the most joy and that are just have that um, sense of energy that's, um, that's so attractive. It's because they're the person that's going around and asking questions about people. And so that's one thing that I've, uh, I've had to learn and I think develop because it is, it's really hard not to just see yourself and everything. But um, I've gotten to learn it from a lot of members and a lot of our coaches. And, you know, on the other side of humility, uh, 
in a positive type of way is hunger. And are you trying to sneak number four in there? He is. Are, these Man, are, you number four. Again. Number four. Guys, hungry. These are called transitions. <laughs> Bear with me. So uh, if you realize <laughs> that uh, both of these start with an H, um, <laughs> yeah. you look to your left. Um, we've got humility, which is is known that having realistic expectations, and and I think hunger. It takes that expectation and it makes it personal, but it's not selfish. Um, and so if you have the ability to balance setting a goal and being self-motivated to achieve the goal, because look, when you come into the gym, no one can do the burpees for you. Whenever you go home, no one can eat the protein for you. No one can drink the water for you. We have to do it for ourselves. And that hunger is not saying, oh, I'm going to throw everything out the window to achieve this one goal, but it's knowing that your motivations come from within and this internal drive to better yourself and to better those around you because whenever you're in the gym and we've all seen it and we see somebody that's like, number one, super consistent and is willing to grow and learn and is humble, we say, man, that person really wants to better themselves. And that's the internal drive that I like to define as hunger. Um, and it's this self-motivation. And it's a level of competitiveness, yes, but it's not like we're putting others down in order to achieve our goal. It's simply trying to use all the resources that we have at our dispense and that are available to us in order to keep ourselves moving forward. And that creates this internal drive of hunger. It's easy to look at some of these other things and think that like we're describing like this really passive individual who's like in the middle of the workout and they're like, oh, I'm just going to watch them and cheer for them. It's like, no, like we're all doing the work. And so there's an aspect of something that we aspire to and that we see that's inspirational to us is watching people who are hungry and they're driven. They're still going to do the work and yeah, they're going to cheer with you and yeah, they're going to ask you how the workout went and they're going to show genuine interest uh, and they're going to be humble about it, but they're going to work. And I think that it would be, you know, all of these things, the consistency piece, what is, we're being consistent in our ability to work towards a goal. And like Hunter said, not being afraid to fail is a huge part of a growth mindset, but that's part of being hungry is being willing to, to be hungry to do something and to do the work, even if it means that there's a, there's a chance that it could, it could fail and not being so paralyzed by that, that you lack that hunger and that drive. To me, being hungry means constantly striving to be the best version of yourself. And it is different than constantly striving to be better than the guy next to you. Um, it's using the competition of having someone next to you to push yourself to give your best effort. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's really about being the best version of yourself. And at different stages of life, that can look different. You know, for me, it's not be the best physical version of myself I've ever been in my life. It's be the best physical version of myself that I can be at this point in my life while I have other priorities as well. Um, but it's not just like completely slacking off because I got other things. And so I'm just going to, you know, half-heartedly go through the motions on this. It's still giving your best effort day in and day out, but ultimately trying to, um, improve so that you can help other people. And to me, that's the biggest driver for me is the more that I learn and the better I get, the more I'm able to, um, help our coaches and help set them up to achieve their goals and help our members and help set them up to achieve their goals and help my family and lead my family and set my family up, um, you know, for the future and all that type of stuff. That's what motivates me. And in order for all that stuff to, to, uh, come into play, I have to show up, um, every single day and try to get better. 
and getting better looks different at different stages of life and when you have different priorities. Um, but it's always a constant pursuit of improvement and um, growing and being better and complacency is enemy. And that's one of the things I love so much about Coyote is there's so many people that are, you know, successful in so many areas of life. And I, I talk about it all the time and seeing these kids who grow up and go to Coyote and then they, you know, get scholarships and go to college and they do really, and I'm never surprised because I always expect them to do well in college and um, go on, you know, play college sports and get into med school. And I mean, it's, they're always coming up to me saying, I got into med school, I'm going to dental school or you know, I'm going, I'm going to law school and all these cool things that they're doing, or I'm starting a business and this is what I'm doing, or, you know, all that type of stuff. And then adults, there's so many business owners who, um, are successful in business or whatever area, area of life they are in, um, because it all spills over, you know, what happens at the gym is also just training for everything else outside the gym and, um, doing something hard day in and day out for an extended period of time, just translates over into everything else that you do in life. And so, to me, um, it's it, the coyote is full of people who are hungry, who are not, who are the, uh, the enemies of complacency. They constantly want to get better and improve um, in whatever area of life is their focus at that given point in time. Truly being hungry, you can't turn it off, right? Even if you're hungry and it involves rest, you know, like I, I protect my rest. On Sundays, we have very very minimal amounts of things to do because I protect it because I'm so hungry at work to work that I know I need to rest in order to be my best. It could be like in a relationship. It could be in how you want to, with kids, it could be like, I want to be the best parent. I want to be the best husband or wife. I want to be, I want to learn more. And I think whenever you do, people who show that in the gym, they don't turn it off whenever they leave the gym. It's not something you can just manufacture. It becomes a part of you. And when you are hungry, it doesn't mean that success is the most important thing, but effort and the try and the willingness to be humble enough to learn something new. And uh, I think all those things, I found that hunger, like you said, Hunter, at one time it may be something physical and at one time it may be something mental. It could be something spiritual, but just being hungry and being driven to to learn more is a character trait that I think we all uh, want and aspire to to have. Yeah, so I mean, if you're the type of person who comes to Coyote Fitness and you hear something today that you're like, you know what, like, I think I learned something today, then you probably are already practicing some of these things that we just talked about. If you're the type of person that listened to this conversation, you're like, you know what? I'm already doing all of that perfect, and there's nothing better that I can do. We point you back to number three. Humble. Check out number three <laughs> uh, and start there. But no, really, um, these are these are things that we can all strive to, to, to be better with, and these are also things that we can influence each other with. And so um, if you, know, you like this conversation, share it to a friend and send it to someone that say hey you know what like these are some things that we're learning at the gym and these are some things that aren't that are more than just burpees and eating lean meats vegetables nuts seeds fruit starch no sugar it's we're trying to better ourselves and so if you felt something positive out of this share it there's your plug so uh before we move on to the next segment tyler let's give a, a quick recap the four traits of a coyote member number one consistency number two developing a growth mindset number three humble number four hunger awesome awesome well that was a great discussion guys i really enjoyed that um let's move on to the next segment outside the box so uh what you guys got going on currently in this beautiful month of march 
I'll start real quick. Um, the farmer's market is in full swing, and Cassidy and I just are all about it. Tyler, you're such an old soul. Man. I know, man. I like wearing my blue jeans to the farmer's market. <laughs> it's just it's just great time to do that. Fresh fruit, fresh meat and veggies, man. You can go get some pure Mississippi honey. Man, it's just great. I love the farmer's market. So we try to frequent that um, every couple Saturdays, especially in the spring, as new selections arrive. Well, last episode that came out, I talked about us moving. Well, we successfully moved, and we were in our new house, and it was an awful, awful day, but we got it done, and so now we've uh, we've been there for a little over a week, and we're really loving it and um, trying to uh, make it our home. So um, we plan on being there a really long time, and we still got a lot of work to do on the, the yard and stuff on the inside and decorating and all that type of stuff, but uh, we are excited to uh, have this long process uh, complete and move on to uh, – to a uh, new neighborhood with uh, lots of uh, cool stuff going on. So that's what we got going on right now. I saw a picture of the house. It's uh, It looks great. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. It's really cool. Uh, it's all props to my wife, Claire. She picked it all. She picked the house out. We she did decorated. That. We she did, did everything. Already. We figured that yeah. out. I just, uh, I just uh, showed up and uh, did what I needed, what you I was did, told to do. You did a great job of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fox, what about you? Uh, well, there's going to be three in the family. Let's go. Coming up. So we did make that announcement. And, Congrats. Uh, so it's out there. To the world. So a we're. What's the due date, Caleb? Thankful, September 18th. Nice. September 18th. Count it down. That's going to be. Third. Go ahead and alert the, <laughs> the, the, the Flowood <laughs> Chamber of Commerce that. Uh, There's a new fox in town. There's <laughs> another up. one. Uh, yeah, all kinds of new things. It's been, it's been fun to go through that and just watching. Even we talked, I, as we started talking with members about it, just that whole journey and your first child and all the things that are brand new and how your life's going to change. People have a lot of really funny reactions when they, you know, have teenagers driving around and they think back to like, man, what did we even do before kids? That seems to be the most common one. Uh, just whatever we wanted. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> literally, I, I had a guy tell me this week, he's like, literally, I do not remember what we did before kids. And so we've had six years. We've had loved, uh, it just being the two of us and have enjoyed every moment, but we're excited about it. So. A lot of Coyote babies uh, this year. Congrats, oh. congrats to Coach By in Richland who just had his uh, By his uh, his first yeah, child. Just so that's hours all. ago. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So we're uh, it's always fun to see uh, see Coyote babies come into the world and get their Coyote fitness onesie. Um, so got a fresh batch of them fresh coming batch in, coming so in we're gonna have to we're hot new, off the new press new design so if you want one you know what to do reach out reach out <laughs> no have know. a child to have yeah. a baby yeah first. <laughs> you know what to <laughs> do that first yeah <laughs> and then reach out to us okay that's awesome a lot of a lot of fun stuff happening right now um you guys got anything to recommend before we wrap it up i mentioned it earlier and i'll re-mention again discipline is destiny i don't know if that's been plugged yet but uh, been a really insightful one, especially if you're looking to practice some of these positive traits that we talked about today. That's by Ryan Holiday. Caleb, dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need another? I one here? really no. We came, I came flying in here. I had like three recommends that I was gonna say, uh, but I didn't write them down, and so now I'm like we I can't zero. find it. No, no. Um. Pass, I uh, pass. I, yeah, pass. So we we finished uh, 1923, the the second Yellowstone uh, prequel, and I didn't even realize that that it was the end of a season till it ended, and um, it really picked up at the end of the season. It was really good, and I I enjoyed it thoroughly, um, and um, I'm really looking forward to season two. So 1923, we watched it on Amazon Prime. Uh, Yellowstone's also great. 1883 was great as well. So uh, we'll um, I like the whole. Uh, 
the whole family of shows, if you will, on the on that series. So if you like uh, like that kind of stuff, like Western stuff, like the eighteen hundred late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds of America, I think you'll like that show. So life would have been hard then. Sometimes yeah. I watch that and I'm like, oh, that would be so cool. And then I start thinking about, it, I'm like, that would not be cool at all. You think about getting diphtheria, man. <laughs> those be, are tough, tough people. Those are tough people. Um, all thirty years of their life was. They live longer than that. Last episode, I talked about my recommends was sunlight, and I mowed the grass. <laughs> I mowed yeah, the nice. grass, so that's what I got. Uh, get out there, mow the grass. Uh, We're waiting on our side to come in right now, and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to try to try to mow our grass. It's a lot bigger yard. There's I a lot to it. So this time of year, the spring, the lawn, just seeing the grass cut, it really is a satisfying thing. So this is not a joke. This is actually a recommend. So get out there, do some yard work, take the shirt off. We know, you know, everybody's going to be a little pasty, um, but that's it. You're trying to assert your dominance as the alpha male in the neighborhood? I'm, I'm trying alpha to get my tan, my tan is catching up. Have you gotten your white New Balances yet, Caleb? I did. Uh, no, I don't think I have any. You got till September to get them. Tyler, I'm sure, has many that I could borrow. <laughs> I got a pair. I could he wears them to the farmer's market. Like a dad for years. Yeah, I wore those in high school, guys. <laughs> he wears them to the farmer's market with his jeans. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> and, and the white, 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 white tall socks, the white basketball socks. Okay. Uh, he's got them on right now. That's great. That's great. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. That was a, a fun discussion, and we will see you next time. Silky smooth sounds.